0: Uh, now a lot of people give me the memory uh, excuse and uh, i probably could have tried that at one point but it's not an issue of memory it's a question of discipline to review if you review these things you'll retain them we had a 75 she was probably in her mid 70s i want to say 75 she made me a little bit younger but went through a scripture memory class in my house and she told me the first night she said i don't know if i can do this i just don't have a good memory i said carolyn if you if you'll review these verses every day seven days a week through this class you'll do fine she had the best review record of anybody in the class and she could quote those verses verbatim at the end of that course and she she did she was one of the best and she so even at her age which she claimed was her original excuse (laughs) uh, she undermined it with her
1: own actions and, and she prospered for it Have you ever thought to yourself, I can't memorize scripture, my memory is terrible? Or perhaps you've said, I just don't have time for that. Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today for our third podcast with my friend and veteran navigator, Mr. Larry Beck. Today, Larry is going to share some thoughts on the excuses that we've all given from time to time, such as lack of time, poor memory, and so on. In addition, he talks about some helpful tools to memorize and some pitfalls we might encounter as we try to memorize scripture.
0: Uh, Back to the hand illustration, you hear the word of God taught, we forget most of it, right? Uh, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're to read it constantly. Uh, And you probably read your Bible Last Tuesday morning, if I asked you right now, you probably couldn't tell me what you read last Tuesday. You might be able to. I probably couldn't tell you what I read last Tuesday morning. I can't sometimes remember what I read this morning. But when you start to memorize things, they stick with you a lot longer. Uh, I've spent thousands of hours literally studying the Bible. You know, Paul tells Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Studying his work. You retain more when you study because there's more effort in it. But if you don't go back and review it, you lose it. But when you memorize it and you review it and you get it down, you'll retain 100% of it. I remember in 1986, I went to a conference. Again, Terry Bridges was speaking. I think it was on the practice of godliness. Don't even have the notes from the conference. Don't remember the thing he said. But they had us memorize Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. And so this is digging back in my archives in my mind, but it says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And I thought... I need that relationship with God because I have this corruption in me and it's a corruption in the world that's caused by my evil desires. But that's the one thing I retained out of that conference because I memorized it. So uh, anyway, that's a little bit about the hand illustration and the importance of some of those principles as well.
1: Yeah, that's very good, Larry. Thank you. Then you also mentioned the wheel illustration. Uh, we'll put links in the show notes for both the wheel illustration and the hand illustration but would you mind sharing with us some thoughts about the wheel illustration
0: sure well to me it's it's probably one of the best illustrations that could encapsulate if you live by these things you'll live you'll do pretty well in the christian life so the center of the wheel illustration is like a think about it a wheel fitting on a hub on a car uh, you're taking a tire and you're putting it on the, the hub where there's a drive mechanism. And so a verse that I think of in that regard is out of Colossians 3, 1 and 2. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, set your affections on things above where Christ sits, it sits at the right hand of God. Seek those things which are above, not on things on the earth and so forth. I think I may have gotten those backwards, but uh, it's it's I need to seek and to set my affections where Christ is. So he's my first objective um and how am i going to do that well the spokes on the wheel the first one is the word Um, a lot of verses in that regard one of my favorites romans 12 2 and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god i need to constantly renew my mind because my flesh will deceive me in a heartbeat in the world around me will discourage me uh philosophies that come from fleshly people or whatever the environment is so i need to constantly be in the word and then my own prayer life um there's a passage in mark 135 it says rising early the next morning he went off to a lonely place in the desert and there he was absorbed in prayer i was talking about christ he got up early in the morning to go meet with his father i thought and i still use that verse in my own life and ministering to people tell hey, get up meet with god go pray Spend time in the word, go meet with him, go back to the hub, <laughs> okay. meet with the center of your life and do these things. And an outflow from that, one of which should be fellowship, because I don't want to be hanging around people that are doing that. Back to Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. I need, I need Proverbs 27, 17, it uh, says, as, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. I need that sharpening element in my life. So not only am I going to seek it, but hopefully I am that. And so it's this is all starting to add balance in my life around this wheel. Mm-hmm. And then the other spoke is witnessing, uh, sharing your faith. I think if uh, if these other three spokes are moving in good stead, this one's going to come out naturally. Um, passage in Mark 5, uh, Jesus was talking to the man who he had healed of a legion of demons. And this man wanted to go with Jesus. And he said, no. Go home to your family and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. And so this, this thought from that is just whoever you're around, whether it's family, friends, just tell them what God's done in your life. It may, uh, you know, escalate from there into a full-blown gospel presentation, but just share with them what God's done, be a witness. And, and then to go along with all that, you've got to obey what you know. Otherwise, it's just religious information, not to be disrespectful to the word of God in any way. Uh, the Pharisees could quote the scriptures, but they weren't obedient. And uh, Lloyd Wilson tells a story one time of he was having a conversation with Bill Brunson, and he was talking. They were talking about scripture memory, and Bill said, "Now, Lloyd, remember, it's not how many you can quote; it's how many you obey." <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then Lloyd said, "Well, he 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 he's, he's thinking." He said, "What? Well, I, I know that." And then Bill hands him a, a business card, and on the back of it was Luke six forty six. It says, "And why I call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say?" Hmm. So obedience in all of this is really important. I mean, there's there's a host of verses that could be plugged into these other elements. Uh, those are just a few that come to my mind off the top. So,
1: yeah, very helpful. Yeah, it's good, good, good for me. I have noticed as you've been talking today that you these are all really in your heart. They're from memory. You're not referring to the notes when you when you're talking about the verses and i really appreciate that so on a practical basis how do you how do you keep them sharp do you review on a regular basis or what would you say about the practical aspects of memory
0: well so as far as that goes i call talk about the three r's review 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 <laughs> and along with that is reference 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 um i think about reviewing verse is kind of like a Taking care of a painted metal surface—you get a scratch on that surface, and you don't tend to it. In time, it'll rust. And so I've gone back to some of my old verse packs, and I'm big, drag them out, and I'm rusty. And so I've got to, I've got to constantly keep going back and reviewing. Uh, so that's always—it's a challenge. You never outgrow the need to review. Mm-hmm. And so, and the other thing I, I have learned though is, the more often you quote them out loud to somebody else it's more likely to stick with you. So, but mm. definitely con- consistent review, it's really important. Mm. And then uh, get somebody else to review you. And we could talk more about some of the benefits or pitfalls of how you go about this and, you know, what are some things you can do to actually start scripture memory in your life.
1: Right, right. Let's let's go there. Talk talk to me about some of the pitfalls of both of not memorizing scripture and the pitfalls that you might find associated with scripture memory? One of the pitfalls
0: for not doing it is, in my mind, you're probably going to be more likely to be defeated in some kind of temptation or sin, or be uh, thrown off course by some errant wind of doctrine. Whereas if you've memorized scripture that deals with some of these issues the holy spirit's got something to combat in your mind with whatever temptation or uh, philosophy may be flowing through your brain at the point to deal with it so that's one of them Uh, one of this isn't a pitfall but a lot of people say well i don't have a good memory so memorizing scripture is hard for me or uh, i don't have time Well, scripture memory is for busy people by almost by its nature. Uh, You can review Bible verses wherever you are. As long as you've got mental capacity to do it, uh, you've got time. And so I think it's one of the best things for busy people. Uh, Now, a lot of people give me the memory uh, excuse, and uh, I probably could have tried that at one point. But it's not an issue of memory. It's a question of discipline to review if you review these things, you'll retain them. So, we memorized the word. Um, We had a review chart, and the question was going to be every week, you need to review versus seven days. And so, we had to come to class and tell on ourselves, how many days this week did you review? So, that accountability was really key. And so, because you didn't want to come to class, well, I only reviewed four times. Oh, really? What are we going to answer next week? Oh, seven. That's right. All right. But that accountability was really good. And And we had a prayer partner, and I had to call that prayer partner and quote my verses to him. And so I'm getting this review thing continuing to go. And uh, we had a a 75, she was probably in her mid-70s, I want to say 75, she may be a little bit younger, but went through a scripture memory class in my house. And she told me the first night, I said, I don't know if I can do this, I just don't have a good memory. I said, Carolyn if you'll if you'll review these verses every day seven days a week through this class you'll do fine she had the best review record of anybody in the class and she could quote those verses verbatim at the end of that course and she she did she was one of the best and she so even at her age which she claimed was her original excuse <laughs> uh, she undermined it with her own actions and, and she prospered for it so those are kind of that's not exactly a pitfall but it. Uh, it is an excuse some people give now as far as legitimate pitfalls i think sometimes the task of memorizing can almost over take over the goal for why i'm doing it i'm doing it for my walk with god i'm doing it so i've got sound doctrine i'm doing it to help me deal with temptations but sometimes especially early on in the christian life uh, you can start memorizing for memorizing sake I uh, Had a young one, young man that um, I was counseling with as part of the teenage group at the church, and uh, he came to me and he was memorizing a large chunk of one of the chapters in Romans. And I asked him, I said, I said that's that's kind of that's kind of impressive. I said, Why are you doing that? He said, Well, for school. I said, Oh, okay. So it's not all that exciting to you? He said, No. I said, Well, what do you struggle with? He said, Well, I got a temper. I get mad. Me and my mom, we go at it. And so I had him memorize Proverbs 15:1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, the grievous words stir up anger. I said, Don't keep reviewing your other ones, don't lose them. You've put the work in. I said, Go memorize Proverbs 15:1. Let's talk next week. We got back to the get the next week, and I said, Well, how'd it go this week? And he said, Man, that verse you had me memorize is really good. He said, You know, I, I got mad at my mom a couple of times, and, and that, that verse came to my mind, and I kind of held off. And, I, and so I encouraged them. I said, well, that, that's why you do it. I said, there's mm-hmm. times you memorize things because you need to know them, but memorize strategically for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. So um, so that was one of the things I learned. Called Sometimes you'll memorize a passage, but you won't quote it at the right time. Misapplied or misquoted and timing is, is critical. Proverbs 15.2 says, the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. Proverbs 25.11 says, the word spoken in season is like apples of gold and settings of silver. You know, it's a word aptly spoken. So there's the right time and the wrong time sometimes it's sheer things. So one of the classic examples is Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. But if someone's got a real heartache on their hands at a moment in time or they're struggling with their faith, you know, something may have gone wrong in their life and they're, they're dealing with anger, anger toward God. Well, they're not, they're probably not going to respond too well to that one at that point. So, prayerful consideration of Lord, what seed do I sow, or do I sow anything? Do I just keep quiet right now? Uh, in my own life, I erred in this way uh, as a young Christian, I think. I'd memorized a passage in Job, but part of it, uh, Job 5 18 says, For he maketh sore and he bindeth up, he woundeth and his hands make whole. Well, so I decided to share that day of the funeral. With the spouse of the departed, and I was my intent was to encourage them that this hurts right now, but God's going to make you whole. Well, what they heard was He maketh sore, because they're feeling the sore part of this whole thing. They're not seeing, you know, and He binds up. And so I thought, ah, layer bad timing, and Mm -hmm. so. That can be a pitfall, Uh, not in all cases, uh, but it's prayerful consideration needs to be applied when you start quoting things for people. And then memorizing without good understanding of what does this really mean? Uh, And that can also flow into memorizing uh, paraphrases of the Bible, if you will, like the Living Bible. Careful understanding of how that verse perhaps is used in the context can be really important. Uh, especially when you're dealing with paraphrase versions of the Bible. Uh, those are almost what I think of more like commentaries where someone's trying to give you the thought of what they think the text means. But every commentator, regardless of who they are, unless they've done the hard work of what I call exegetical exposition, pulling out of the text what's there, a good study method, uh, what some theologians call hermeneutics, you can wind up with a wrong view of the text. And so if you memorize in a paraphrased version, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you may want to go study that text make sure you're getting it right, that the person who paraphrased that got it right, or you may wind up in a wrong place.
1: Some pitfalls of Scripture memory. Don't memorize just for the sake of memorizing. And be careful how you use it as you quote scripture to others and be sure you study the context and understand what the original author meant. You know, I think that's great advice from Mr. Larry Beck. Would you like to start memorizing God's word? I'll put some links in the show notes for the hand illustration, the wheel illustration, and a very helpful resource, The Topical Memory System by The Navigators. Join us next time for the fourth and final interview as we explore more practical ideas about getting God's Word into our hearts on Making Disciples Naturally.
0: The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the Navigators nor of the Kansas community's ministry. Thank you for listening.